Wade into Wealth, taking one of life's most intimidating topics, money, your financial well-being, and providing simple, easy-to-understand ways to be more comfortable with your own financial health. This is Wade into Wealth, brought to you by the Wade Group at Brighton Securities. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Wade into Wealth. I'm Chuck Wade, joined by my brother, as always, Ethan. And we're both uh, senior vice presidents and partners here at Brighton Securities in Rochester, New York. We're glad you're with us as we share this journey together to financial wellness. And this week, we're going to talk about something that you and I talk about on a regular basis with clients. It's one of the things I think that we are probably asked most when first meeting with a client or someone is uh, is meeting with us to potentially work together. And that is, how are we paid? Mm-hmm. How are we compensated? Um, and I think as we were talking, we thought this would be a good topic for a podcast only because it always comes up. Right. It's it's always, in every meeting, when you're meeting with someone for the first time, towards the end of it, if they haven't asked yet, I say, now let's talk about how we're paid. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's probably something you want to ask or it's in the back of your mind to ask and bring up. And the reality is, when you go to Wegmans, you go to Home Depot, you go to a store, the price tag's listed. Right. It's typically fairly obvious. It's typically right in front of you. You know, if you're buying this, the, the cost is X. Very easy to make that decision. It's not always that's tra- that transparent with investments. So I think this is a good time for us to talk about the various ways we're compensated um, and how that works. Yeah, and there's three, three main models, and they're all mutually exclusive to each other, meaning you're not going to have a co- – typically you're not going to have a combination of both. Uh, it's going to be one or, – or excuse me, all three. It's going to be one or, uh, or any of the other two. And the first one is what we would refer to as just your traditional brokerage mm-hmm. uh, transactional yeah. cost structure, which is you buy, you pay every time you buy and sell an investment. The second one, which has been gaining much more popularity uh, over the past handful of years or maybe even the, the past decade, mm-hmm. is what's called a fee-based or the annual management fee, which is a percentage right. of the assets, asset value in the account. And then finally is a consulting fee, something that we don't tend to do too much of, but is certainly an option that's, that's available for folks who maybe don't have uh, an account that we can manage, but still want our expertise uh, in some, some form or another. Yeah. And this is something too, this is not just native to you and I and, and our business. This This is across the industry. This is across the industry and something that if you're not a client of ours, and I know there are people listening that aren't, we're happy to have you, but to Provide some knowledge and education about how this works because very yep. often people don't know even though they may want to or be curious and sometimes they're even afraid to ask. You shouldn't be. Right. It's your money. Mm-hmm. And and this is there's nothing wrong with the fact that you pay someone for a service, especially if you find right. value in it. But it is important to understand how it works. So let's right. start. All right. Traditional brokerage model. That is the one that's been around for as long yeah, as investments been around, have yeah. been around and financial yep. advisors or stock brokers have been around, you buy something, you buy an investment, you purchase an investment or sell an investment, there is what's called a commission mm-hmm. attached to that that you pay the advisor and the advisor's firm when you buy or sell something. Typically, right. 1 to 2% of the purchase size. So if you are purchasing $10,000 worth of Procter & Gamble stock, Typically, that expense will be between one hundred to two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're 
should not be, in conjunction with that, any annual management fees. Yeah, I mean, there wouldn't be. There is no percentage uh, that you pay in addition to that. Those are the expenses associated with that kind of account. Yep, and what what impacts that? One, it's the amount of money that that you're investing, uh, because, as you mentioned, it's 1% to 2%, but if you're only investing a couple thousand dollars... Mm -hmm. Uh, as a percentage of that investment, it's going to be a larger, a larger percent. Uh, if you're investing a larger dollar amount, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be on the lower side of of that percentage scale that we have there. Now, the next is the share price, yep. because you essentially have to pay for the amount of shares that you're getting. Right. And so, a company that you know is trading for two dollars a share, and you're going to invest. A thousand, or excuse me, ten thousand dollars on it. You're going to get many more shares than you would for a company that's a thousand dollars a share, right. for that same that same scenario. Uh, you'd get. Not even going to do the math in my head because I'm going to I'm going to screw it up. Um, Welcome to my world. <laughs> the 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 more or the higher amount of shares that you buy, the more expensive. The greater the cost. Correct. Right. And then, uh, you know how how active. Are the are the shares in terms of their trading? Is there? It's a yeah. word that we would refer to as volume, uh, trading volume, meaning are they being traded a lot, uh, or are they highly illiquid, where yeah. there, there's not nearly as many shares uh, being exchanged? Think of going to the supermarket and buying an organic, gluten free, dairy free yep. product versus something that is not. Yep, just okay. your regular, your regular, yeah. your regular. You're going like organic, gluten free, dairy free bread versus bread. Yep. Okay. The 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 organic gluten dairy free one will cost a little bit more because there's probably, more work involved. There's more work involved in the con, in in storing it, in creating yep. it, and, and that's the same with investments. If you're buying stock in a company that does not trade many shares in a day, there's more work involved right. in in acquiring that. Um, a penny stock that's going to have your highest commission. Yeah. And what is a penny stock? A penny stock is uh, fairly not not traded overwhelmingly much no. and what five dollars a share or less or less yeah and typically your highest commission because you're going to be getting the most shares because of how lowly priced getting the, the most shares is. and there's a little more work that has to be done in acquiring those they're sure. not as a you know you're not just getting those off any aisle any shelf in the aisle at Wegmans now do you invest in a lot of penny stocks no neither do I no why uh there's an incredible amount of risk Associated with those and and more risk than I am comfortable and and most of our clients are comfortable with. Yep. Occasionally we will get a call from someone and they'll say, I'm interested in buying some shares of this company and it may be a penny stock and occasionally they'll buy it. We'll look and say, okay, well, you know, all right, these are the risks associated with it. Understand those. Are you so comfortable with it? And typically it's, hey, let's not put a lot of money in it. And do it in moderation. Let's do this in a modest amount. Yep. And sometimes you do. Um, but, but very rarely I, I have, have we recommended them to someone you should buy this penny stock. I don't know that I ever have. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, second that. And then yeah. it's, well, what type, cause everything in life, whether it's the way your financial advisor is compensated, mm-hmm. uh, whether you own or rent a home, there are pros yep. and cons. And so there are, there's a subset of investors where this type of cost structure makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's typically for. Those investors who are going to employ more of a buy and hold strategy, yep. with what does that mean? It means you plan on buying the investment and holding it for the next two, three, five, 10, 15, 20 mm-hmm. years. Because in, a, in the traditional brokerage or transactional cost structure, once you have it, 
for an individual security, mm-hmm. you're not paying an ongoing right. annual fee for it. So, yeah, it's a little more expensive to buy it up front, but if you're holding it for a number of years, you don't have, if, again, if it's an individual security, you don't have any other costs essentially associated right. with, with owning or holding that investment. There are also investors with very large brokerage accounts that may have large capital gains right. in them, in which case... Unrealized capital Unrealized gains. capital gains where we're not looking to be selling things or making yeah. a lot of activity because that could create taxable events. Um, did we mention income-seeking investors? We did not. We but did that, not. that okay. kind of ties into the overall buy and hold yeah. strategy because if you have... If you're in retirement and you, your primary goal now is to generate income, the dividends and interest, to help cover your distributions, the one way to generate income is to buy investments and hold them, yeah. not by constantly yep. getting in and out of them. So by default, you're naturally a buy and hold investor. Mm-hmm. Investor, And in that scenario, the traditional transactional brokerage model uh, sometimes is going to end up being more cost efficient yeah. for you. Yeah, something I didn't didn't put on a rundown as we're going through this, but I think it's important to note is where do you find these costs? If you buy something or sell something, where do you find it? Okay, it's not always something that is black and white and right in yep. front of you. But every time something's bought or sold, you should receive a con- what's called a confirmation, a trade confirmation, which in some cases this will be mailed to you. Uh, it if you have online access, it'll be delivered. It can be delivered electronically. That says. You bought this many shares, there was this many dollars that it, that uh, you purchased, and then it'll say, you know, sales charge or commission. It'll list yep. it right there. Um, that's where you can go look and find these. Um, so that's the traditional brokerage model. Let's move on to the fee-based. And to recap, in that scenario, you sure. pay whenever you buy or sell something, Yep. But you're not paying the annual management fee or some percentage right. of your overall account balance. Yep. The next option is where you're not paying every time you buy or sell something, but are instead paying a percentage of the asset valuation of the overall account balance. On a yearly basis. And so this is a cost where typically this will be, and if you look go across the industry, typically one I have seen as high as one and a half percent. I've even seen higher than that. Yeah. Uh ugh. But I mean, really, one to one and a quarter is is where I I feel it's is an appropriate number, yeah, um, based on the work that is done. So that does not. So with that, I can speak in our experience. That is that that one percent or one and a quarter percent is divided into four. Yep, and taken out every ninety days. Taken yep. from the account every, every ninety days. Okay. Um, some people say one percent. Is that one percent every quarter? No, it's one percent annually. Or one percent every month. Right, yes, uh, that's, uh, no. No, that'd be wrong. That, well, even 1% every quarter is wrong. Would be right, wrong. no, no. Um, no trade commissions involved. Right. Okay, so you're not paying to buy something or sell something. One of the big advantages to this is that this does allow for, I would say, easier transparency. I think there's transparency, but I also think the biggest thing is that, at least from the client's perspective, it aligns your objectives yep. with that of your advisors. Because when your account goes up, the advisor makes more money as a result of that. Your percentage doesn't change, but 1% on 500000 is different than 1% on a million. Mm-hmm. Likewise, when your account goes down, the advisor makes less in that right. scenario. So. Really, regardless of the way that you're being charged, your advisor should act in your best interest yeah. no matter what. That's just proper uh-huh. business and the right way to do it. 
Uh, if having that extra peace of mind to know yeah. that the advisor makes more when you make more, if that makes you puts you at ease and makes you feel more comfortable, then this is the type of, of cost structure that, yeah. that'll be your best bet and make the most sense. For others, it allow, I think it allows them to feel more, just more comfortable that when you're, you're, you're making a recommendation that they're, yeah, well, they feel as if this is in my best interest because right. there's not more compensation or less yep. for not doing it. So that that I know that that does provide a lot of folks with some peace of mind. Who's this right for? Well, someone who may be a little more active with their investments. Sure. We have clients that will call and say, "I'm interested in this or this." Um, investors where there's a great deal of financial planning involved, right? And this is one where you're seeing this a lot more. It's not just this is not just well buy this investment and sell this investment. They, our relationship is so much more than much than deeper that, right? than that. And it is about your life circumstances, your family circumstances, your goals, not just for when you want to retire, but the kind of experiences you want to have with your families. If you want to help pay for education, you want to help be able to pay for weddings, you want to do whatever it is. All of those things factor in. Also, in times like this, if you need someone that can help talk you off a ledge right. when you are feeling the need or emotional pull to panic when the stock market is struggling. You shared with me an excellent quote this mm. morning about yes. the success of advisors. Yes. And no one, not the success of advisors, the success of investors. Right. No one needs their financial advisor when everything's going well. Right. No one does. Yeah. It's when things aren't going well that they mm -hmm. need us. So please yeah. <laughs> share again that quote. So I, I, it's from the Psychology of Money, which is a fantastic book by Morgan Housel, and I don't know it verbatim, but it essentially said... There's we'll an paraphrase old, it. There's an old pilot quip that being a pilot is hours and hours of boredom punctuated by moments of sheer terror. Mm-hmm. And it is very similar to being an investor in that the decisions you make in those moments of terror, the brief moments, the brief moments of terror, when you're looking at a lifetime, those decisions are some of the most important ones that you will make as opposed to when everything is on autopilot and everything's fine. It's easy when everything's going well. This is for life too. It's easy when things are going well, when they're not. When emotions are high, when you're thinking about your personal financial future, not as easy. And that's when it's preferable to not be having to walk alone. Meaning that the most important times to your long-term returns aren't when everything's going well. Right. It's what you do in the periods of the short-term volatility that define right. your long-term success. Right. So I like to do very long races. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes there's what's you're allowed what's called a pacer at certain points in a race. A pacer is someone that is able to run with you or hike with you or basically keep you company later on during the race. They don't allow pacers in the early parts of the race because you don't need it. You feel fine. Your body is not hurting. You're not wanting to quit. It's not dark out in many cases. You need the pacer. When your body is starting to shut down, you're not as with it mentally. Believe it or not, that happens to me. Um, or your emotions are heightened and you're making, you're making decisions you may regret. The pacer is a guide. The pacer helps you keep moving forward. The pacer also often understands your goals and is able to then present them back to you as 
I know you're hurting. I know you're in pain right now, but you've worked for this for over a year. You've worked for this for a lifetime. Let's think about that decision to stop right now. Mm -hmm. Can you go a little further? Because it's 4 a.m. It's pitch black, but you know what? That sun is going to start to rise pretty soon if you just keep going. And it's usually darkest right before the sun shows. Darkest before the dawn, my friend yep. and my brother. So mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get back to how we're compensated. Yeah. Um, so then it feeds into mutual funds. Right. It right? does. It Which does. mutual funds are an investment that probably almost everybody's heard of because not only are they in your IRAs or your brokerage accounts, but right. they're in almost all 401ks, 457s yep. or 403b. Your, your employer retirement plans most typically yep. have mutual funds and those are not without cost too no they're not and we're going to go a little deeper into this next week but it's important to touch upon traditional model traditional brokerage model which means if you want to own mutual funds inside of an account where you're not paying an annual management fee yep there's a couple different ways you can pay one you can pay an upfront expense of anywhere from three to five and three quarters percent with a lower annual cost of half a percent to maybe one percent and that's referred to as an A-share, A-share mutual, mutual fund. fund. There's also what's called a C-share mutual fund where mm-hmm. you elect not to pay an upfront charge. No cost to get into this. But the annual expense is significantly higher, often no less than one and a quarter percent. Uh, I've seen it over 2% yep. based on the fund. So there are those expenses. With And the reason we're mentioning this now is because a lot of folks own those. But also in in fee-based accounts, if you have mutual funds, you typically do not have to pay any upfront charges. You're able to own them at a lower cost. No, typically you won't have to pay the upfront charge. You're able to own them at a lower cost, but there is still an expense associated with that. Right. And that is very important because if you have a mutual fund that has an expense ratio of expense ratio is the cost. Internal expense rate, which is not unless you read the prospectus that you get in the mail. Yeah. Uh, it's not advertised really on right. your statement. It's not shown unless you go do some homework on it, then you'll be able to find it. But it's not just regularly advertised yeah. on your statement to show you what the internal expense or cost of that investment is. Or bring it to us. Yeah, your and 401k is not free. That's no. not to say that it's wildly expensive because that's not the case. But pretty much every investment, with the exception of an individual security, is going to have what's called an internal right. expense ratio inside of it. And that's what you pay the person who's managing that investment, wherever they're located, uh, their their firm and that individual. And there are also, there are lots, we see this often, of accounts where someone is paying an annual management fee to an advisor and they have a portfolio full of mutual funds. Yep. And often what is in there is you're saying, well, you're paying this advisor 1%, but every one of these mutual funds has an expense. It costs you 0.4%, 0.3%, They're not free. And it's not that that's bad. It's just, does it make sense for your circumstances right. and your situation? And if it does, great. Right. But everything needs to come back to what's the benefit to you? Right. And how does it fit your circumstances and what you're hoping to achieve over a longer term time horizon? Yep. Yep. And if there is a reason, then that may make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, consulting fee. Okay. This is kind of on a consulting basis, not something we do a lot of. I don't know that I've ever. I, have, I I've never ever have either. It. And part of the re- so this would be where you want some financial planning help. You we look at the investments you may have, contributions to four hundred one ks, and help you put a roadmap together of all right. Well, here are some changes you may want to make, yep. et cetera, et cetera. 
within that, you can determine a schedule of regular contact or meetings. I know one of the reasons that I typically don't do it is one, we just don't feel the need to charge for something like that because yeah, oftentimes there is there is more benefit down the road where someone wants to help have us help manage investments. The other thing is when doing that, it's there's not necessarily the buy-in that people are going to follow through on it. Right. Which is why it's often not to someone's benefit just to sit down, come in and take a look at it because then they forget about it or they right. go about their life and, and it's not money well allocated often. Right. Um, so it's, but it is something that, that is out there. People do it. It's an option. Um, and certainly something to be aware of. So action items, what do we got? What can you do if you're listening or watching this and take away from this? Well, if you don't know how you're being charged or what type of costs are in your 401k, your IRA, your brokerage account, just ask your any, it's a reasonable request to ask, how am I charged? How am I paying? Um, and just making sure that, that you're comfortable with how that's set up. As long as you're comfortable yeah. and it's yep. it's fits your goals and your circumstances, you're in a good spot because yeah. there is value sure. for it. But just make sure that, that you understand it. You don't have mm-hmm. to understand every little detail of right. it. But uh, an overall understanding probably goes a long way to even further instill your confidence in what you're yeah. doing for the future. And it's something that we've tried to do with our business is just when we meet with folks, just put it right out there. Mm-hmm. Here's what you paid us over the last year. Yep. So you know it, you can see it, and you're not wondering about it. Yep. Um, so that transparency is important. So if you don't know how you're paying, ask. There's no, th- there's no harm in that. Nope. Any final thoughts? No, I think next week we're going to come back with more details on mutual funds. We're going to talk about mutual funds, and we hope you'll join us for that. As always, we're so happy and thankful that you're with us. We will return next time with more Wade into Wealth. Contact the Wade Group at wadegroup at brightonsecurities.com or find them on Facebook or Twitter at The Wade Group. Thanks for listening to Wade into Wealth, brought to you by the Wade Group at Brighton Securities.